calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the Lightspeed Magazine Story Podcast. I am Jim Freund, your host. Lightspeed Magazine is edited by John Joseph Adams and our podcast is produced by Skyboat Media. In this episode, we will hear Before the Haze Devours You by Nellie Geraldine Garcia Rosas, narrated by Kate Orsini. This work is copyright 2021. Nellie Geraldine Garcia Rosas is a Mexican immigrant and a graduate of the Clarion West class of 2019. Her short fiction has appeared, or is forthcoming, in Clark's World, Nightmare, the World Fantasy Award-winning anthology She Walks in Shadows, and elsewhere. She can be found online at NellieGeraldine.com and on Twitter at K-I-T-S-U-N-E underscore N-G. So let's buckle up. We're going to light speed. Before the haze devours you, Nellie Geraldine Garcia Rosas. If time can stop, this is how it feels. 13203 PLSS warning, abnormal temperature detected in EMU. Yonuen was born to be trapped in this moment. She has been looking at the same alert in her helmet's heads-up display for a perpetual instant that has become her whole existence. One billion kilometers away from home, she lies in the purgatory that is the red glow of this warning message. In front of her eyes, these petrified uppercase letters have lost all their meaning. Time does not exist anymore. Surrounded by Titan's thick orange haze, Yonuen feels a deadly chill slowly making its way through the insulating layers of her suit. But she feels something else. Something warm. Blood soaks her inner garments. A clot starts to form somewhere in her lower back and tickles exactly where it aches the most. Everything is pain and cold. One thirty-four oh five. HUT warning. Inconsistent pressure detected. 
Everything is sound, too. The blare of her suit's alarm blasts in her ears. Yonwen can barely hear her thoughts inside this fishbowl overflowing with ominous noises and waves of pain. She tastes blood and bile. The ghostly smell of methane lurks in her nose, but that cannot be. That should not be. She should not be here alone either. Not now, that it has started snowing and fragile methane crystals gradually pile up on her body. What do you want to prove, Yonwen? Here you don't have to pretend you're strong. In this gig, we're all vulnerable. We're teammates. We do the job, we go home. Together, it's that easy. There's no need for you to overcomplicate things. The commander has said so many times. But Yonwen is stubborn and has already overcomplicated everything by being here alone, bleeding with a tear in her suit and unable to communicate with her ship. 13511. Ramirez Navarro extraction ship, I have a problem here. I made an unauthorized landing. No response. Ramirez Navarro, do you copy? 13613. Undelivered. Yonuen crashed near the methane extraction tank she was looking for before the accident. She can see the faint green glow of LEDs blinking through the haze like a sleepy source of Morse code signaling life. Yonuen thinks that her whole apartment could easily fit inside that huge metallic container, maybe even a three-bedroom townhouse. She could move there with Ishel to start a new life away from everything, just the two of them watching dunes disappear like ghosts among the haze, catching a glimpse of Saturn on an impossible clear day. Although the tank is not supposed to remain on Titan, it is set to be the Ramirez Navarro's most important cargo, one of the first delivering methane for Mars' terraforming process. She knows she ruined everything when she decided to abuse her security privileges in order to take the ship's glider out by herself. But she had a reason. Who would have liked to wait for months so another viable gravity assist window would open? Who would have liked to stay orbiting this orange haze sphere instead of going back to Ishel's soft arms? This job had to be done now, no matter Titan's weather conditions. Fuck the weather. What could go wrong? Just get the job done and go back home as quickly as possible. Besides, installing an updated radio beacon into the methane container's control panel should not have to be a more-than-one-person job. Yonwen could do it with her arms tied to her back. 136.47. CCA error. Primary functions diverted to PLSS. The vast expanse of Ligia Mare stretches out into the horizon. Yonwen should be glad she crashed on these jagged rocks instead of the liquid methane where she would have frozen before drowning. She instead curses because she cannot make sense of what happened. If only she could access the suit's telemetry records to see why it failed mid-glide or why the haze dragged her down. But there is no information she can read because all alerts override the suit's functions unrelated to survival. That data would be useless, though, since she cannot share it with anyone. Yonwen has tried to reach her ship for minutes that seem endless. 
that Ramirez Navarro calm links appear to be offline. Her high-pitched voice breaks out of the pain and mixes with all those alerts, but it doesn't go anywhere. Yonuen needs to send a signal to her ship, a flare-like sign marking her location. She knows her crewmates should be looking for her by now because they are not as selfish as she is, because they don't want to prove anything to anyone. Someone on board Ramirez Navarro must have already noticed that she is not there, that the glider was taken out by force, that the airlock was offline for a moment. Yonuen needs to get to the tank to finish her original mission. She struggles to get up, but her legs don't obey her. The pain in her back is like the haze, looming, expanding, eternal. Besides, it has been snowing steadily. This light snow is unstoppable, like her pain. How long will it take the Ramirez Navarro crew to find her? How long does she have before her suit can no longer keep her alive? She needs to do something. Now. One thirty-seven twenty. Ramirez Navarro, this is why. Do you copy? I made a hard landing, but I have eyes on methane extraction module 001. No response. Ramirez Navarro? Someone? Do you read? 138.02. Undelivered. Neither you nor I, said Ishel. Her eyes were swollen from crying. It's not fair that you get to leave and I have to stay. So meet me halfway, in Mars, but do it sooner rather than later, before the haze devours you, before I forget how warm your body feels beside mine. When Yonuen was selected for the Ramirez Navarro extraction mission, she had to leave her other plans aside. The three-bedroom townhouse in the middle of nowhere, Earth, Ishel, she didn't even say goodbye before quarantining at Yucatan Space Center, previous to launch. She didn't want anyone, much less Ishel, to know she was terrified of being alone so far from home. She is here, nevertheless, surrounded by haze, losing everything she thought she had and never cared about, her fears piling up on her like methane snow. She tries to crawl while dragging the radio beacon in one hand. The golden circuit board leaves a short trail in the snow. Yonuen is barely moving, a couple of centimeters at best. The pain is overwhelming and the tear in her suit is getting bigger with the slightest shift in position. She smells methane, perhaps formaldehyde. Her primary life support system is starting to react to tightened snow that is slowly getting into it. Yonwen has an idea. She needs a spark. 139.23, PLSS warning. Foreign element detected in EMU. Yonwen knows that an explosion can generate enough radio waves to be detected by the Ramirez Navarro's continuous search system. That way, the ship could easily locate the methane extraction module. Get the job done. She needs a spark as well as her remaining oxygen, 
which would be useless if she would let it escape. Outside of her suit, that oxygen would boil, but inside it flows in a human-shaped balloon whose fate is to pop and go back home. The whole solar system listens to her shriek when she conjures all her will to detach the battery of her PLSS from the inside, then put it near the oxygen supply. She's sweating, but still manages to make a lump of snow to seal the tear on her suit. Froth comes out from her mouth. She gathers all the strength she has left to grab a piece of rock and smash the battery over and over again. Each blow feels like Ishel's pounding heart. Every strike resembles Ramirez Navarro's boosters igniting. By means of a rock, Yonuen commands the universe. Her hands are meteors. A glimmer. Yonuen doesn't have time to stop feeling Titan's cold, to entrust herself to the pain that won't be much longer. Minutes ago, Time ceased to exist. She thinks back about Mars and the Ramirez Navarro crew and about Ishel crying back home, more than one billion kilometers away from her. She knows her own tears won't even last as drops in Ligia Mare. She thinks about the three-bedroom townhouse and that she would have wanted to get the job done and go back home before being devoured by Titan's haze. She thinks that she doesn't want to be alone. And she thinks about the pain and the blood and the noise of her suit's alerts and the blast that is even louder. Sis at Ramirez Navarro, one dollar sign, mem control search, all. one forty one o three, incoming transmission. 14104. Radio waves detected. 14106. Methane extraction module 001 located. This is how it feels when time moves on. Welcome back. You've been listening to Kate Orsini reading Before the Haze Devours You by Nellie Geraldine Garcia Rosas. We hope you enjoyed it. If so, please help spread the word by leaving a review or rating at iTunes or the social media venue of your choice. Our editor is John Joseph Adams, and this podcast is copyright 2021 by Adamant Press. Our sponsor this month is Erwan Books featuring The All-Consuming World by Cassandra Kaw. As a listener to this podcast, you know that we publish it and most of the rest of our content for free online. If you don't already support our Hugo Award-winning journal, please consider checking out our many options, including ebook subscriptions and recurring patronage at lightspeedmagazine.com support. Skyboat Media, the most respected independent audio production team on the West Coast, produces the stories for this podcast. They are headed by the Audion Grammy Award-winning narrators Stefan Rudnicki and Gabrielle DeCure. Be sure to check out their website at skyboatmedia.com.
gmail.com. Post-production was by, well, yours truly. Our music and sound logos were composed and performed by Jack Kincaid. Thanks for listening. That's all for now. I'm Jim Freund wishing you cheers from all of us at Lightspeed. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.